Hello and welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia and this is the fucking 15th straight solo quarantine induced solo episode. Um, doing two a week, doing Sunday service and then uh, the regular programming, which is this. And I, you know, sometimes... Usually, I start these, go into these, knowing what I'm going to talk about. Loosely, at the very least. Sometimes, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. This time, I have no idea. But there's so much shit going on, I'm sure I'll fill the fucking hour to the brim. First things first, some fucking podcast stuff um we're trying to have the store with um all the cool things to buy inside of that store up and running online at the end of next week so that'll be fucking cool very excited about that and also probably on the same ish timeline is i'm actually going to start doing video Video podcasts, just like audio, but video. So you'll be able to see me and the vein that pops out of my head when I get upset. And you'll see my eyes start to twitch when I get confused. These are things that happen to me that you don't know happen to me, but they happen to me. And pretty soon you're going to know because you're going to be looking at me doing it. That's the new thing I I do. Um, I say that. I say, like after something, I say something good or something's exciting or even I'm just trying to like trying to drum up excitement. I highly suggest you do it too. Uh, It's not as all purpose and always effective as something like for instance, K, but it works. And, and when the situation calls for it, it is a great thing to do. Okay. Let's have a good episode. All right. Uh, I guess, I mean, you know, fucking coronavirus. So let's start there. I was, I can't even tell you I can't even tell you how much I've heard the sentiment uh, because it's been so politicized. It's generally just very clearly coming from the right, but uh, it's, it's, it's always the same thing. And it's always this sort of like anti-authoritarianism thing as if anyone is being, Well, let me put it this way. The reason I bring this up is because I was watching um, I was watching the news and there was something about Russian doctors who they were kind of calling whistleblowers. 
and they they all three of these Russian doctors all in a span of like days or or maybe even the same day, I'm not quite sure, but all in a condensed period of time, all of them were outspoken critics of the Russian government's handling of coronavirus on various topics. One was about whether or not to turn a, a hospital into a purely a coronavirus uh, holding center. Another one was speaking out against the conditions at his hospital. One was a woman, a couple men. They all fucking mysteriously fell out windows. They all mysteriously fell out windows. Some like, or one of them was like right after a meeting in which she was, she was, uh, uh, strongly pushing for something that, that there was pushback on. And she, she didn't get, I think she got like outvoted or something. And, then, like, right after that meeting, she mysteriously falls out a window. And then one guy, he actually retracted his criticisms of the government's response on video. So there's, vi- there's him uh, criticizing the government's n- handling of COVID-19. Then there's video of him retracting that. And then he mysteriously falls out a window. And this happened to one other guy, too. Who knows? Maybe it happened to more. But we know it happened to three Russian doctors who are very outspoken critics. <clears throat> this says a couple things. Uh, first, is this is unrelated to the reason I bring it up. But first and foremost, I think what we need to do is cover the fact that these r- f- Russian assassins, clearly Russian hitmen, need to very their approach. It's probably very effective to, as like a one-off way to kill someone without too many prying eyes is you, you throw them out a window. That seems like, um, a good way. Like once one time you do that, you know, you don't go back to the well on that one though, because you start doing it two times. You start doing it three times it becomes so glaringly obvious that it's you doing it that you should probably consider another approach. I hate to give advice to hitmen and assassins, but maybe a weapon, maybe poison, anything besides just tossing them, just fucking tossing them out the window. That's so Russian, by the way. Just to fucking... No bones about it. No poison. No bullets. You don't get any blood anywhere on you. Fuck it. And just fucking toss them. Out the nearest window. That's first. That's unrelated. The thing, the reason I want to bring this up is because to all of you fucks, all of you fucking American babies who love to bitch and moan and and say everyone's Hitler... Which, by the way, speaking of varying things up, let's fucking start shaking up the totalitarian dictators that we accuse people who we see as being totalitarian of being. Hitler's not a fucking catch-all, first of all. Second of all, there were many. Not everyone's fucking Hitler. What about Stalin? What about Pol Pot? 
What about Kim Jong-un and his fucking pleasure squad? Why is it always Hitler? Anyway, all these people out there saying it is like Nazi Germany. It's like communist China. No, it the fuck isn't. What happens in actually totalitarian run countries where there is a totalitarian government of one kind or another you know what happens when you speak out against the government they fucking throw you out a window and everyone in this country i don't care who you are you can be the furthest fucking left fucking insane peaceful hippie so so peaceful She's fucking, he's fucking crying all the time. Deep fucking anarchist all the way over there on the left. No matter what you're saying. And then to you, all the way out on the right, Captain fucking fascist. Some shitty fucking white nationalist asshole. Doesn't matter what you're saying either. Nobody throws you out a fucking window. You know why? You're in America. You know why you feel so fucking comfortable running your shitty dickhead mouth? Because you are in America. And you don't have to worry about that shit. There's no government assassin going to come throw you out a fucking window. But in this case, obviously, it's always shit coming from the right. You only hear it coming from the right. It's like Nazi Germany. You're in charge right now. The president sits firmly on the right side of the aisle, the right side of the spectrum, far on the right side of the spectrum. The Senate tilts solidly your way. The country's run by people who align with what you think. If you're someone on the right bitching and moaning about the fucking Nazi Germany tactics of what's going on right now, it's your motherfuckers that are doing it. First of all, you're wrong. You're very wrong. But it's your fucking side in charge. You fucking idiots. People who say this kind of shit, they're like dogs. They just got like one thing right in front of their face and they can't think beyond it. No offense to dogs. Oh, and then speaking of fucking unbelievably dumb shitty people I saw something I think it was in San Diego and it was a story about some guy screaming and shouting about his rights he didn't want to wear a mask in the supermarket which apparently is the biggest fucking offense to ask someone to do that 
Why is everyone so touchy? Just put a mask on, dude. Are you fucking beside yourself that you got to wear pants in the supermarket? No. Well, for a similar reason, you wear pants for other people. So they don't have to see your disgusting dick. We don't want to deal with the possibility that you got fucking COVID, that you're a carrier, that you might give it to someone else. How hard is that to understand? It's the same fucking thing. We don't want to see your fucking dick. We don't want to deal with your fucking virus breath. Do you take offense or something that we're saying you have it? We're not saying you have it. But you're just as important as the next person. And guess what? The next person also has to wear a mask. And guess what the next person's not doing? The next person is definitely not doing what this motherfucker did because this dude in San Diego made himself, or I don't know, he probably had one on hand if this is going to be the movie makes. He fucking puts on a KKK mask or hood and, and wears it into the supermarket. Hey, man. You are such a vile piece of shit. But even for the most vile piece of shit, under normal circumstances, that kind of person wouldn't do that. The moment is bringing out the fucking absolute worst, most demented sides of people. It's really, and, and even beyond that, like more than it's making people lose their shit, it's, it's making true colors really rise to the surface. Uh, I saw, also saw, oh, fucking same shit. This was in Detroit. Some woman, where was this? This was at some major chain retail store, some woman was being told by a security guard that she needs to wear a mask because she's in public and she's near a bunch of other people and she's breathing on them. And here's the thing that I think these people don't understand. They probably think, I'm not breathing on anybody, but you don't know how breath works. You haven't had a thought in your life. So it makes sense that you'd be so defiant. You don't have a brain. You don't have thoughts in that brain. It's that fucking Dunning-Kruger shit again. I talked about this a few weeks ago. The Dunning-Kruger effect, uh, it's like you... You're more sure that you're right, almost in exact accordance with how, how little you know. Basically, the dumber you are, the more entrenched you are in the belief that you're right. And that's definitely what's going on with these mask people. That and they're so fucking stuck. Thinking that they're the center of the fucking universe. Without any awareness that, oh yeah, other people also think that about themselves. And the only way to get along is to understand that and kind of make some concessions, such as you want to go in the fucking supermarket, 
put a mask on, and when you do it, make sure it's not a KKK hood. Is it that hard? Anyway, this fucking woman is pissed. Because if there's anything to take offense to, it's about a public health guideline. Definitely worth getting up in arms, taking it personal. Like it's a comment about you. Has nothing to do with you. But you have a mouth. You know who else has a mouth? Everyone. Cover it. Just like, oh yeah, everyone. Anyway, this Detroit woman, this fucking all-star from Detroit, she's pissed. And all this is on fucking surveillance, so there's absolutely no doubt about how any of this went down. She leaves... In a suburban, 20 minutes later, that same suburban comes back. She's not in it. Two men are in it. They go inside the store, confront the security guard. They have a tete-a-tete. They have a fucking little bit of a shouting match, I guess. And one of them pulls out a gun and shoots the guy in the fucking head. Now, normally I'd read that news story and say, well, that's not news. That's just some isolated incident, some fucking crazy madman somewhere. That doesn't apply to me. But this, what fucking made this happen is the way people are losing their shit over something that's now happening to me in the same way that it's happening to everybody. It's not particular to me, but it is happening to me in the way that it's happening to everybody. This shit's an equal opportunity fucking fucker upper. Fucks us all up one way or another. Makes us all wear a mask. That's my only fucking point. Makes us all wear a mask. But this fucking... These two fucking losers. You guys came back 20 minutes later to confront a security guard? How much of a loser are you to even do that? Let alone bring a fucking gun. Let alone use it. How much of a loser do you have to be to do that? And I'm about to tell you the saddest part. The two men that came to, I don't know, in their minds, defend the honor of the woman who, God forbid, was told to wear a fucking mask because everyone wears a mask in this store because it's the store's policy just like it's the store's policy that you have to wear fucking pants so we don't have to see your gross fucking pussy and your disgusting dick it's the same fucking thing wear a fucking mask why the store asked you to and you want things from that store but no not this woman this woman's honor was fucking challenged called into question because this security guard had the fucking gall to tell this woman to put a mask on just like every other motherfucker in that store so anyway they're big enough losers they got nothing to do under the fucking sun at all that they got to go back to confront the security guard and and they got to bring a gun even though he doesn't have a gun could you be a bigger loser pussy Anyway, here's the depressing part. Those two men, one's her fucking husband, and the other one's her son. The son from a previous marriage. 
How fucking crazy do you have to be? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Chill the fuck out. Take a deep breath. And before you send your husband and son to kill a security guard who asked you to put on a mask, take a deep breath and chill the fuck out. Speaking of people chilling the fuck out, you know who else has to chill the fuck out? Are the people writing articles about, and this is a phrase that's been used quite a bit. I think I probably used it even. But as a headline, it bothers me so much. It's like the end of dot, dot, dot. Like in the middle of this thing, everybody's trying to sort of like forecast that something's over again. I've said this about like movie theaters, you know. But the fucking, like, uh, apocalypse porn. The porn apocalypse. I mean, that doesn't even work. The apocalypse porn, specifically the apocalypse porn. This fucking, like, end is nigh, change is upon us, whether we like it or not. And this ushers in the end of dot, 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 dot. Fucking stop writing shit like that. You don't know that. You don't know what it's the end of. Because we're still in it. And also, it's kind of still the fucking beginning. Everybody acting like they know shit. If anything has ever been a testament to how badly people freak the fuck out. I was going to say, at even the slightest hint of insecurity... But obviously, this has brought much more than that. But just like it only takes a hint of insecurity to make people lose their fucking shit. It has made people lose their shit off the fucking... It's off the rails, off the scales. People's shit has been beyond lost because of this shit. Because the security that all of us felt to one degree or another is gone. Nobody knows anything about what the future is going to bring. Which that's actually true even in a non, even at a time that isn't like this. That shitty cliche of like, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring is just kind of true. That's why it's a cliche. That's why people say it so much. Anything can happen. There's actual truth in that, so therefore people say it all the time. People often say it when they got nothing else to say, when something's going bad. Anything can happen, you never know. But now, (laughs) anything can happen in a way that... we didn't mean before when we said that. 
and it's making people lose their shit. We don't even know for, I mean, the example I brought up and think about the most because it affects me and my life and things I care about as well is movie theaters, you know? There's all this shit. The end of movie theaters. The end of movies as we know them. Shut the fuck up. You don't even know that. I think that, but you don't know that. Anyway, the point is, cool it on the fucking headlines that are so doom and gloom. It's out of control. Like, we're going to click on your story anyway. We've got nothing else to do. I think also, I mean, I would love to see like the analytics of news sites right now. I'd imagine they're just fucking so much traffic on all of them. Because at a time like this, we're constantly seeking the new thing. The problem is nobody knows anything. So the new thing is way more likely to be wrong than I think it normally would be. You read one headline, this drug shows promising results in clinical case study. Then a fucking refresh, the new headline, this same drug is shit and nobody should ever use it or they'll die. And you're just like, what the fucking fuck? And it seems like there are no experts. Like there's no such thing. You can't believe anybody. And this contributes to all the fucking problematic shit I always talk about. Which is people end up believing the fucking snake oil salesman. But that doesn't mean experts are full of shit. What this means is this fucking thing is new. And we don't know about it yet. And scientific fact, medical fact, as things oscillate and finally settle into a place, there will be many, 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 I don't want to say guesses, but beliefs that need to, at the very least, be changed but often be totally upended. A perfect example is the, do we, are we supposed to wear masks outside? Which, I mean, talk about messaging. This shit's been fucked from the start. It's not just the White House that's sending shitty messaging. The fucking CDC, don't wear masks. You don't need to wear masks. Then fucking four weeks later, when it seems like everyone's getting it. Uh, actually, you know what? <laughs> okay, we uh, wear masks, actually. No wonder everybody's so confused. But the response to have to that isn't nobody knows what they're talking about. I can't believe these fucking places anymore. It's all bullshit. It is bullshit, but it's not all bullshit. The fact that there are so many conflicting stories in the news about this stuff is a testament only to the fact that this is brand new and everybody's researching and and everybody's looking for the answer, whether because they want to help people, whether because they want to get reelected or make money, it doesn't matter. They're all trying to do the same thing. And just like everything else in science, or really everything else, period, there's a lot of fucking trial and error. There's a lot of dashed hopes. 
And my main point in any of this is that, excuse me, is that it's super easy to get disillusioned by that. And obviously there will be irresponsible headlines among those headlines, among those news stories. There will be some irresponsible journalism, plenty of it, especially at a time like this. But what it's not a sign of is that all this shit coming out of the media or the government or these kinds of organizations is bogus. There are experts on these things. And the more they come to know, the less those headlines will jump back and forth like that. All I will suggest is to not... The thing to do is to sit back from the news for a little while. The thing to do is not to keep digging and find what a lot of people call alternative sources. Because if you're worried that fucking CNN is giving you bogus shit, which, sure, definitely be worried about that. You should be way more worried about what your fucking friend's mom is going to post about on Facebook. So much of that shit right now. Everybody think they, thinks they know the deal. It's so fucking annoying. No one can be like, I don't know. But obviously, this is happening. And until we know more, I'm going to do the thing that keeps me and other people safe as much as possible. That's the only reaction to have. There's nothing else to do. You got to go to work. You got to make money. Fine. I totally fucking get that. Guess what? So do I. That doesn't change what I said. I'm still going to do that. Stay safe and keep other people safe as much as I possibly can. And sitting in that shitty insecurity of not knowing how this fucking cookie's going to crumble, how it's going to shake out with the future of the world and me personally and you personally, how that future is going to shake out. We don't know. And that's what's making us freak the fuck out. So next time the news freaks you out, just take a deep breath and fucking chill. Go fucking watch something. Go fucking jerk off. I don't know. Those fucking armchair experts, though. If the actual experts don't know, guess what? You fucking definitely don't. Okay, I'm going to take a break. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit. For those of you who know uh, what this means, I'm going to talk a little bit about Florida Man. We've been having a little bit more uh, interaction. Uh, he was my hater. He sent he This dude sent me hate mail. And I talked about him on the show. Then I got another piece of mail from him. Very, the same day that that episode aired, 
telling me that my podcast is now his number one favorite podcast. So obviously, I'm kind of obsessed with this dude. He's been sending me more messages, uh, what he calls proof or or evidence that uh, a lot of what's going on right now uh, in terms of COVID and the coronavirus response is, well, he's a fucking crazy conspiracy theorist, and he's got some ideas. And I'm going to get into some of the shit he sent me uh, as, uh, when I'm back from the break. So I will talk to you very soon. Okay, don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. And I'm back. And now I'm going to get into some Florida man shit. So yeah, Florida man is a guy I told you before the break. Uh, he wrote me some hate mail. I engaged with him back and forth. He he, he was a, he's a big believer in conspiracy theories, uh, and con, and he is himself a conspiracy theorist. I shit on those conspiracies and those who believe in them often on this show. For those of you who listen, know that very well. Uh, but I don't shit on him. I got into it with him. It was a peaceful interaction, and it ended up. After I talked about him on the show, this is now his favorite podcast. So, fuck yeah. Although, when he responded this last time, he did say, he did open with, always fun to go back and forth with semi-famous directors. I'll take that as a fucking dig at me. But I'm going to get into some of these, and then I think I'm going to do some Twitter questions. Because I looked, I glanced earlier, it looks like there's a fucking lot of them. So, his first piece of evidence that he gave me. So, just to re- actually, let me recap a little bit on the conspiracy theories that he believes. I'll just list off the things he mentioned because I don't need to get into all of them. World Trade Center Building 7, Google taking things off and debunking said conspiracies, 5G, Marina Abramovich, Adrenochrome. Satanism, Epstein. He's just like, he's just, it's the greatest hits. It's all of them. And he said, don't trust anyone really. Trust your intuition in life. Evidence can be manipulated in any fashion. OJ, Casey Anthony, George Zimmerman, etc. Made by man, hacked by man. Kate! Florida man, I love you, but Kate! And that's not his handle on Instagram. I'm protecting him, I'm shielding him. Your identities are safe with me when you send me shit. I will never point the public to you. Anyway, uh, this is some of the shit. I asked him for evidence. He said he'd get me some links, and this is what he got me. So the first one I click on, the first bit of evidence that he sends me is an Instagram post. And the account is the eye is on us. And it's a it's like a it's like a layout, a layout made in the app. You you put pictures into a layout and it geometrically lines them up in whatever fucking way you want. This is a nine way layout, so it's nine photos. Uh 
of all different people in wearing surgical masks or, or just protective masks. And uh, it's so it's basically a fucking meme. And the writing on this meme is the map. I didn't even realize this. Wow. Now that I'm reading it aloud, I'm realizing what's up. It says the mask aren't for your protection. And then on the bottom, it says they're a sign of your submission. Okay. I don't even know Florida man, dude, you're killing me. I don't even know where to go with this. This isn't evidence. This is a link to a fucking meme that an Instagram account posted. That is grammatically incorrect. Okay. And there's a letter missing. That is, that is an essential letter. The mask aren't for your protection. Anyway, off to a rousing start here. The next one is an inst- is a screenshot of an Instagram post. Conscious thoughts, but conscious has two S's on it, so that's cool. It's uh, eight f- symbols of ancient cultures. Egyptian, Norse, Hindu, Mayan, Inca, Navajo, Hebrew. And then the last one is it's just a picture of the earth. It says NASA. And it says, this is another meme, actually. It's just another meme. And it says, almost all ancient cultures had flat earth cosmology. They knew the earth was stationary and immovable. Then came NASA. So that's flat earth. He didn't even mention that one before. Okay. And then it's just a picture... Then a new one is human revolution. Human has two ends. Revolution has two ends. That's the account. But this is just another screenshot of a meme. This one is a picture of an old African guy's face. That's all I can tell you. That's what it is. Just that. Nothing else. And then there's text on it because it's a meme and it says, What did Dr. CB say about viruses? And then it quotes, I guess, whoever the fuck this guy is. A virus simply does not exist. It is a manifestation that is caused by cell erosion. But the erosion is caused by mucus, and the mucus came from the foods that you eat. This is not fucking evidence, dude. These are memes made by crazy people. And there's a bunch more. They're all, they're all this. Uh, uh, no, I'm done. These are done. Florida man, dude. Just send me a link. I mean, we went back and forth about how to obtain evidence, like how that works. Like, send me links. I'll read them and fucking form an opinion. The one link he sent me is, and he didn't even clear, he didn't clarify why this was the link that he sent me. I don't know what this is proving, but this is a New York Times link. And the, quest- the headline is a question, and the question is, can estrogen and other sex hormones help men survive COVID-19? Because men are much more likely to die than women. I think his theory on that one, though, is that the deep state, or the Illuminati, I don't know who, is trying 
to turn men into women, I guess. I think the theory that people like him, I don't know if he has it, I guess he does, because he sent me this. But I think their theory is that this way men will be more docile and they'll be easier to take over. I mean, all right. That's not even clear, though. God, dude, Florida man, you just believe what you want to believe. You're not even pointing to anything. At best, these are like vague, vague inconsistencies. I, I don't know. They're like they're like attempts to explain mysteries, and 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 uh, they're not even mysteries though. They're just what the fuck's going on, dude? You guys get with the fucking program. Use your brains. The first-hand experience is not the thing. Thank you. All right, let's get into some fucking Twitter shit. Would you look at that? The first fucking question that I end up on at random. Uh, will there be video podcasts in the future? Any updates on merch? And I got those out of the way right at the top. Yes, video pod, in, in case you are a goldfish and have no memory. Yes, there will be video, po- video podcasts in the very near future. And the merch, I don't want to put an exact day on it, or even really an exact few days on it, because whenever I do that, it turns out to be wrong. So I don't want to jinx it, but it seems like the store could and will be up and running by the end of next week, which is Okay, uh, the next question I ended up on was not as promising. It was, what will the fake alien invasion look like? Don't know what that means. Not going to answer it. Thoughts on your brother drinking an iced Americano on the daily on your last podcast? You chose coffee over icy. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, he's wrong. He's fucking wrong. And I hate the way it looks when he or anyone... Drinks coffee out of a straw. Come on. Just drink the coffee. Drink the coffee in the mug. It's coffee. It's like that old fucking Dennis Leary bit. But seriously. Uh, Did you get your dogs as puppies? What's the hardest part about being a new pet owner? Wow. Now. Uh, no, I did not. Well, actually, one of them was a puppy. They're both rescues. Uh, one of them's dead. <laughs> so those are three things you should know about all three of them. Billy, who recently died, uh, I got her, I found her uh, in a park with a rope around her neck that was chewed through and took her home. And it was one of those things I wasn't looking for a dog had no intention of getting one soon. I always loved dogs, but I was still kind of a kid. I was like 20. I mean, I was 20. I had just turned 21, I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I kept her and it was the best fucking decision I made ever. I just, it wasn't even a really a decision. I just took her home and she stayed there. And that was that. Uh, 
She was not a puppy, though. She was like a year or two old already. We, I wasn't sure, but she definitely was not a puppy. She was full grown uh, and not trained really at all. But, God, she was the fucking best dog. I mean, any advice to new pet owners or prospective new pet owners? Move from being a prospective new pet owner to being a new pet owner. Get a pet. Get a fucking dog. And if you can't get a dog, get a cat. If you can't get a cat, get a fish. And if you can't get a fish, kill yourself. Get a dog. If you can't get a dog, get a cat. If you can't get a cat, get a fish. And if you can't get a fish, kill yourself. Because what's the fucking point? Gotta have a pet. Who else are you going to talk to? You know? Who else are you going to fucking commiserate with? You got to have a pet. Uh, Charlie was a puppy, but she was also a rescue. And the way I picked her was I took Billy to the rescue shelter and let Billy pick. And that is the way you do it when you have a pet. Uh, Can you talk about your first movie? First and only feature-length film, American Animal. I guess it's probably a bunch of you guys, but somehow there's been a massive uptick in people watching it, which is fucking cool. Thank you all if you've already seen it, uh, especially seen it recently. And some of you are like sending me pictures of it and on Instagram and shit. And I, I appreciate that. It's been a while since I've seen those images and it's weird. It's weird because I'm in it. And so it's like a time capsule. I look at me, I don't even know, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. And it's fucking trippy. Because every day you get older and you don't notice it. Every day you just look like you. But when you're shown a picture or an image, moving image of you, you know, eight years before now, whenever now is, you're really struck with like, holy shit, I used to look like that. So that's one thing I've been dealing with lately as you guys watch and send me shit. But uh, also, if you're going to watch, rent it on YouTube. Because YouTube, of the, it's on Amazon too, but I don't know why. There's all these different fucking versions out there. And it's like a shitty standard deaf version with the wings cut on Amazon. I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm trying to talk to the distributor to get that fixed, but that, you know, it might take a minute. I would suggest the YouTube version is fucking great. It looks great the way it's supposed to. I'm pretty sure it's the right cut because it got cut. There's there's more nudity than the one that's usually out there and available. In the original movie, there's more nudity. My nudity. <laughs> uh, there's more of that in the original. The right... The original... I know the the right version is on the DVD, the NC-17 version. It's on the DVD, and I think that's the one on YouTube. Though I haven't watched it, and I won't fucking watch it. You can't make me. But yeah, about the movie, I don't know. I mean, I... Though it's hard for me to watch, I don't watch it. But I've been thinking that it's been sort of dawning on me that I... And this is... I'm going to try to... around and tiptoe around tooting my own horn but I might end up doing it fuck it 
I don't mean to, but I really do think that that movie uh, speaks to right now better than it did, more than it did when it came out seven or eight years ago, whatever the fuck it was. I think that uh, this moment now, it's it's it speaks to this moment more than it did when it came out. It's called American Animal. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, it's about this very particularly uh, American kind of insane person who is ill and dying. And he has it in his head as he starts to lose his mind further and further that humanity has reached the end of evolution. And he and the people around him are its culmination. If only everyone around him would realize it. And it's sort of about this kind of like insane, obviously, uh, very self-centered, decaying individual and uh, who never leaves his home, has everything he needs brought to him. Uh, he's a very modern creature. And I don't know. It's not that, that those things weren't around at the time, but uh, I made it. I don't know. I think right now it's, it's a, because with Trump in office. And with all the insane uh, energy America's putting out into the world, it feels a little bit more representative of now than it did, you know, the Obama era that it came out. Uh, but watch it and tell me what you think. Uh, actually, no. Watch it and if you like it, tell me what you think. If you don't like it, I promise you I've heard it before, whatever you have to say. So you can keep it to yourself. Asking about my nephew. I don't know if I want to talk about that. Um, but I'm, I love him very much. It's crazy. I never really held a baby, you know, before him. I've obviously been around them, but I had no desire really to hold them. I, I always thought I was going to like drop it. I, I, I feel holding babies. I feel the same way as I do in like an, an antique store. I feel like one fucking wrong move and I'm going to really fuck everything up. Uh, and I just want to get out of the antique store and I want to just give the baby to someone else. This is the first baby that I've held that I'm like, I want to keep holding it. People want to take it away. I don't want to, I don't want to give it to them. I want to keep holding the baby. Let me hold the baby. Now it's different because of the fucking Corona shit. Obviously I'm not seeing the baby. Uh, but you know, I do love that baby and I want to be holding it and I, and I look forward to the day that I'm holding it again. Some people just saying K to me for no reason. It's pretty cool. Hey Matt, I was wondering if you were going to talk about the potential vaccine that has begun, begun its human trial phase. Yeah, I mean... I don't know the the people are talk I mean this is I'm trying not to be Debbie Downer but like people talk about the vaccine like it's um a given you know you hear Trump especially talk about it it's like you know it could be up to a year but he'd love it if it was quicker than that that presumes it's going to there is going to be a vaccine there might never be one so whatever we're doing we definitely can't just like wait for that 
We need to modify the way we live now for now and the future because it could be just the way it is living with this virus. And we might not really be able to ease up or get back to something called, quote, normal until like 70% of everybody in the fucking fuck world has had it. Might take a minute. But yeah, that's fucking super promising. You know what else is promising? That Bill Gates gave $20 billion to try to fucking find one. Fuck all you Gates haters. I don't even, here's what I don't like. I don't like when idiots make me defend someone I don't even like. Just because they're being so fucking stupid about that person. Like I find myself having to defend like massive like corporate figures like fucking Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. I fucking hate Mark Zuckerberg. But he's not a baby-eating Satanist, you know? And it's important to me that the things that we say about shitty people are accurate. you got to say the accurate shitty thing. You can't make up a shitty thing. It's like all these people up in arms about fucking having to stay home and businesses being closed. It ain't socialism. It ain't totalitarianism. It's frustrating because you need money. You need to make money again. Just say that. This isn't about your fucking freedom. It's about your wallet. That's the argument to make. The argument to make, and the and, and likewise, the argument to make against Mark Zuckerberg is not that he's a Satan, Satan-loving baby eater. Have you read much Hunter S. Thompson? What do you think of his work and, and style? Any favorite articles or books of his? I've read uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I've, I, I mean, I think he's an amazing writer. I love him. Uh, I know a lot of people love that movie. I actually don't love that movie. But I do love Hunter Thompson. There's something, a friend of mine recently, I think, read Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail. I think it's 72. And I read... I read some, 1972, I read some of that when he was reading it, and I was, I was fucking blown away. Um, I think a lot about, when I think about people like him, or figures like him, of which there are not many, but there used to be sort of a handful of figures like that at any given moment throughout history, even recent history. You look at someone like Christopher Hitchens in the 90s, we don't have that now. It's because everybody's so afraid of saying some fucking bold shit. The other thing is, bold motherfuckers like that aren't really let in to the club anymore. I mean, if you wrote like Hunter S. Thompson now, you wouldn't even be published. It's a problem. The intelligentsia likes really milk toast, fucking baby food, you know? All they care about is that you don't fucking piss anybody off. Not if you're good. But yes, I do love Hunter S. Thompson and I miss motherfuckers like him. Top five films of all time? Damn. All right. 
I would say just off the top of me, off the top of me ad, off the top of me fucking ad. Apocalypse Now is my number one favorite movie. Don't fuck with me. If you fucking fuck with me, I'll be pissed, dude. That movie's the best. Not all the Redux shit. Fuck that. Hey, Francis Ford Coppola, stop fucking up the literally the best movie ever. Stop making new versions of it. It was already the best. Now you're making it worse, and you're making me think worse of it. And you. Leave it the best movie ever. So that's number one. It's interesting how I can even find a way to get pissed about my favorite movie. Uh, but after that, it's like Casino is up there. Barry Lyndon's up there. Uh, Casino and Goodfellas are up there. 2001 is up there. Those are more obvious. Maybe some less obvious ones are uh, Abel Ferrara's Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel. Japanese movie. Uh, Teshigahara's Woman in the Dunes based on the Kobo Abe novel, which is also great. But Woman in the Dunes is like... Woman in the Dunes, uh, I could do a full fucking hour on. I really love that movie. Uh, another Japanese movie called The Human Condition. Uh, Kobayashi is the name of that director. And uh, this movie's nine hours. But I can recommend it during a quarantine because we all got time on our hands. So if you're looking at something for something to dig into that is truly fucking phenomenal and unbelievable... And good, and if you say it's not good, I'll fucking be pissed. Watch The Human Condition. It's nine hours, broken into three parts. So it's basically three three-hour movies. Japanese movie from, I think, 1960. Then there's the great American 60s and 70s shit. Like fucking Network, Sidney Lumet, Patty Chayefsky, Carnal Knowledge. Mike Nichols and Jules Pfeiffer. Rosemary's Baby. They shoot horses, don't they? Uh, Chinatown, obviously. Some Altman movies. My favorite Altman movie is probably Buffalo Bill and the Indians. Then there's some like amazing 90s movies. Some Scorsese. Scorsese's 90s were just the best shit ever. 1990. Goodfellas, 1991, Cape Fear, 1993, Age of Innocence, 1995, Casino. That is a run that is arguably the greatest run in the history of movie making. If you disagree, don't fuck with me. Um, but then he made Kundun and arguably fucked it all up. And then he made Bringing Out the Dead, which was good again, but then... He made Gangs of New York, and it wasn't uphill from there. But Marty's the best. Marty's probably my favorite director of all time. Don't fuck with me. That's a lot of movies. I just named a lot of movies. Watch them all. Everybody watch them all. What's your favorite genre of music? Uh, that kind of rotates, and it's very inconsistent. The, the one that's most consistent, the kind of music that I lo- will kind of always have like a baseline love for, is classical music. Don't fuck with me. Classical music 
is where it's at. You know why? Because it has no fucking words. No, who wants words? Stop. I don't love electronic music in general, but a lot of that shit has no words, and I fucking love it. I don't want to hear lyrics if they're fucking great. But how common is that? That never happens. What is your opinion on the whole trolls world? Oh, 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 oh. the fight between AMC and Universal. I think I've talked about this, but what's my take on it? Besides that, it's like the beginning, (laughs) the end of the theater going experience. I'm going to write that article be a true fucking hypocrite. But uh, I think I honestly, I think the theater chains have held the, the deal is this. Okay. Universal has decided to forego the 60 day window that it has promised major theater chains. The 60 day window to wait before they put their movie on any streaming platform. Universal because of the quarantine and the lockdown and all this shit, has decided to forego that. But they went a step further than that, even. And they said, we're not just foregoing it now. We're foregoing that in the future. We will not adhere to that 60-day rule anymore. We will not give theaters that window. And so now, theaters, major theater chains, are saying, well, we won't screen universal movies at all anymore. What I think of that is, I've always hated that rule. I'm a big proponent of going to the theater and watching a movie. It's one of my favorite things to do. It makes me sad that theater, the theater going experience has turned into like an amusement park thing. It's more about like the frills of the experience than just going to the actual movie, but whatever. I don't need to sound like a fucking old codger. I, I just, the, it makes me sad to see theater going become less and less of a thing as the years go on. And especially now, What's happening is making me sad because now nobody's going to any movies and that industry is really, that part of this industry, my industry, is really hurting. That being said, the 60-day window thing kind of always bothered me because it felt like a lifeline. It doesn't seem natural. Streaming came along and fucking bulldozed everything and it's like now we're making these safety rules for theaters so they can still stay afloat. It's like a consolation for how fucked they got. But like, just this was inevitable. Just go all the way. Release your fucking movie however you want. I mean, I stopped short of like, the only true way of seeing a movie is in theater. I'm not like that. I love to watch movies at home. I got a good setup. And I don't have to be around people. I can pause it if I got to go to the bathroom, you know? I control it. I'm in control. But yeah, it's like, you know. It is the gold standard going to the theater, seeing it like that, the way it was meant to be seen, especially movies that came out before streaming was a thing. Those movies were all, not one of those was meant to be seen on a small screen. All of them were meant to be seen in the theater. And that changes it. That's different. 
But now that's not true. So many movies are made. All movies are made. All TV shows obviously have always been made, but all movies even now are made with the full knowing full well that almost every single time it's viewed, it will be viewed on a small screen or at someone's home. And so whatever. The filmmakers knew it would be seen on small screen, so I can watch it on a small screen. Anyway. That's my take on that. It was just a fucking lifeline. It was like a, a consolation saving time thing. But now desperate times call for desperate measures. Universal said, fuck that. We all these movies. We can't wait anymore. And we're not going to wait uh, even when things are back to normal. And that's that. That's fucking that. See, now I just want to keep talking about my favorite movies. Um, and I know I've been promising a movie episode for, for a while. Um, let me just name some more movies that I love. I'll skip some of the more obvious ones, though I do love a lot of the same shit that you love, probably. Uh, like fucking Big Lebowski, Vertigo, Rear Window, The Godfather, Full Metal Jacket, Eyes Wide Shut, shit like that is a bit more obvious. Taxi Driver. There will be blood. But let me get into some more obscure shit that I love. Uh, there's a Sidney Lumet movie called The Hill, starring Sean Connery, that I think is one of the best movies ever made. There's an old Western, couple old Westerns, directed by Anthony Mann, two of which I think are the best Westerns ever made, and probably two of the best movies ever made. One is called The Naked Spur, with Jimmy Stewart and Ralph Meeker, and Janet Leigh and Robert Ryan. And Millard Mitchell. And the other one is Bend of the River, with also with Jimmy Stewart and Rock Hudson and Arthur Kennedy. Um, and then The Conversation, both The Conversation and Blowout kind of go hand in hand about surveillance or sound recordists getting into fucking sort of like murder plots. Uh, Gene Hackman and John Travolta, respectively, fucking both great. Um, 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 how about how about I mean I mentioned Marty but his early shit's amazing too King of Comedy um, is one of my favorite movies ever Japanese movies again Onibaba Karaniko both directed by I forget his first name his last name is Shindo um, both sort of like folk horror-ish things. Very cool, very scary, weird movies that I love very much. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, also, if you want to watch some truly crazy shit, some truly crazy and shit that is also one of the best movies ever, there's a movie by Ken Russell called The Devils, starring Oliver Reed and Vanessa Redgrave. And it's about the devil. It's based on a book, I think, called The Devils of Ludon. But it's about, a, it's a, I think it's based on a true story. This town in France called Ludon in the, I want to say 15th century, uh, was beset by, there was this, there was this nunnery that, uh, a convent where all of the nuns started to like lose their minds and there were accusations of um, there were, the plague was going on 
it was a crazy fucking time. And uh, people were being for accused of being uh, witches and demons in league with Satan. Ring a fucking bell. Good thing it's 2020 and not wherever the fuck that movie takes place. Anytime some crazy ass shit happens, there's always a too big faction of people being like, they asked Satan to do it. You know? And we're lucky to live now because as recent as like fucking, well, certainly in America, the Salem witch trials, We're lucky as fuck to live now. Now sucks, but we are so lucky. And I'm going to end on that because that seems like the right tone to end on for this show. Just in general. Keep in mind, now sucks. But we are so lucky to be alive now as opposed to any time in the past. And that does it for our normal weekly episode. I will surely, though, see you guys again on Sunday for Sunday service. As usual, I will talk to you then. I love you all. Everybody do me a favor and stay safe, stay healthy, stay home as much as possible. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay home. Okay.